0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit what's better than this guys speaking dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle krabs from the draft network And we are your hosts here on this Monday edition of the show, here to talk Big Ten prospects. Oh, by the way, it's also week zero of college football. Kyle, welcome. Week zero,
1: Florida and Miami. I hope Miami fans are not excited for this football game.
0: Well, it was the least interesting until we found out that they don't have a quarterback at all. So, problem.
1: Not going to be great. Uh, sure. <laughs> time, time out, time out. <laughs> we're going to keep this for the show, but you and I were talking in the pre-show about the 49ers. Yeah. Do you know what their plus minus was last year?
0: Uh, they only had two interceptions on the year. I think it was like minus 33 or 25 or something like that.
1: So they had 32 turnovers. Yeah. And they had seven... On defense.
0: Yeah, two interceptions and five fumble recovers.
1: So, my, mine is 25.
0: What's more impressive, <laughs> two, two interceptions or 13 sacks? Because the Raiders only said, had 13 also, sacks and the 49ers uh, only had two say, interceptions.
1: I was going to say, if the 49ers only had 13 sacks and two interceptions, like, this is low-key one of the worst defenses in all time.
0: No, they actually the, – the, remarkably, they ranked in the top half of the league in both offense and defense in terms of yards. But anyways,
1: but anyways, I'm now focused. I've closed the tab here. Really <laughs> quick. I've closed the tab that had the 49ers information on it. And I am here with you to not talk about Florida State Miami or Florida Miami. We're here to talk about the Big Ten. So, Joe, what I want to do is I'm going to surprise you here.
0: Okay? Oh, good.
1: Yeah. I have six teams. Actually, first thing we need to do, we need to pick our winners for the Pac-12. Yeah, We did not do this on Friday. Very frowned upon.
0: We've done this every single show. We waited till the next one to remember we should do picks.
1: Well, then I guess it's just part of the format now, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: All right. So who are you picking to win the Pac-12?
0: Uh, I think you're going to see a Pac-12 conference championship game between Utah and Oregon. And game of the ducks, quack quack
1: quack quack. Uh, I also agree with Oregon. There's nobody on this packed all south side.
0: <laughs> Utah is decent, right? Like,
1: yeah, Utah, Utah's like the only team that like I would ever take seriously. I know Arizona State, uh, Herm Edwards there. They kind of kind of got like a, a nice push in recruiting, but like they're they're young. UCLA is super young. Colorado's got like three good football players. USC. Low key is you is USC wasting their program with a disproportionate head coach more than any other team in the country.
0: Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised. So why that... is
1: Clay Hilton still here. I don't know. Why did Clay Hilton get the job to begin with?
0: Cause he's a, a USC guy, man. I don't care. <laughs> it's how guys get jobs sometimes man
1: utah oregon give me oregon does oregon have any chance of the big uh the uh, college football play
0: if they're an undefeated pac-12 champion then they sure as hell do uh they, they play auburn week one, one that's going to be tough yeah
1: they'll probably have one loss one or two losses on the year if they have, if they one have one two loss,
0: then goodbye no chance
1: okay so one loss oregon as a pac-12 champion versus two loss georgia who does not win the sec
0: <laughs> oh God! We're, we're supposed to have those conversations this, in December, man.
1: We do this every year,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it'll be something like that, or this, or and then mix in a one-loss one loss conference champion Ohio to, State, right? Yeah, one
1: loss Ohio State, whose like loss was like Maryland to ne- Nebraska
0: by thirty points, right?
1: Right, and they just shellack Michigan again this year.
0: Ah. <sighs> College football is great. Um, so, yeah,
1: well, can I get back to my?
0: Yeah, the surprise.
1: Yeah, I distracted myself. I don't. Have
0: <laughs> all right,
1: I'm uh, I'm all over the place this morning. I'm going to name six teams in the Big Ten. Okay. And I want you to give me one name from those rosters. I know I'm going to give you like I'm not giving you Minnesota or I'm not giving you Illinois. Okay. Well, you could okay. say Reggie Corbin. Reggie
0: Corbin. I, I was ready for that one.
1: But um, just like the premier name, in your opinion, from those schools. And we're not going to do the whole conference because like Rutgers could get real messy, and I don't want to do that. <laughs>
0: All okay. right, let's go.
1: All right. The Ohio State Buckeyes.
0: Chase Young, defensive end.
1: What do you think of Chase Young?
0: I think he's a, a top five talent in this year's class for sure. Um, I think he's got a, some – some room for growth for sure. I want to see him develop his vision and nuance as a pass rusher. Um, I think that uh, he's got to develop some combinations. I think he has, he does a good job of hitting one move, but getting to the secondary counters is something that uh, I think needs to happen. And so once he gets the vision and counters together, he's going to be a real problem. But yeah, I mean, certainly the makings of a top five pick.
1: Okay. So when you first watched chase young, how much did you think he weighed?
0: Oh, I thought he was like a 270 pound defensive end. Really? Yeah,
1: because I watched him with his explosiveness. I'm like, oh, this guy's getting off the ball like he's 245, 250. And then I looked up his bio and I said, oh my god, <laughs> this dude's like 265, 270. Yeah, like he carries his weight extremely well, and he's super lean.
0: I knew so- he was kind of tall, so and he was thick. I, I never thought he was like skinnier anywhere. Like I thought yeah.
1: he was pretty. So. I guess I compare and contrast him with the, I won't let this service your answer, but AJ Epinesa from Iowa. Right. And a lot of the discussion and back and forth on Epinesa versus Chase young was, well, Epinesa is a little bit more of a power player. Yeah. Um, not quite as explosive, not quite as flexible, but like Chase young is 270 pounds and explosive to the degree in which he is. Do you, like, the, the fact that Chase Young carries his weight the way that he does and it weighs as much as he does, I think pulls him much closer to Epinesa as far as, like, trying to decipher who NFL teams would would favor. <sighs>
0: um, I think the Belichick-Czech disciples will like Epinesa, and I think the more traditional 4-3 teams will like Chase Young.
1: Took the coward's way out, and I respect it. (laughs) Good. Thank you. All right. Let's do the Michigan Wolverines.
0: The premier name?
1: um, Yeah.
0: People's Jones?
1: See, isn't this funny? Like, we're coming into this year, and everyone's, oh, this is Michigan's year this year. Ohio State lost Dwayne Haskins. Michigan has all these guys. And, like, I ask you, okay, who's, like, the premier NFL draft talent for Michigan? And there's... It ended with a question mark. Donovan, well, because they, they
0: don't have the guys that are the names at least they've had last year. Right. They were stacked.
1: Like they they a pretty significant hit as yeah. far as losing talent to the next level.
0: Right. Right. There's no question there.
1: Um, I mean, shoot, you you lost two top twenty defenders. And Chase Winovich is looking like he should have been the top thirty talent that we we thought he was before the draft. Right, it's two preseason games, but good lord, dude's all over the place.
0: Right. Um, I mean, they got some guys up front in the offensive line, and um, Bredesen's
1: pretty solid, Ben Bredesen. Yeah. But like, as far as like a, a featured showcase, like premier, premier talent,
0: no, 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 no.
1: I don't think Michigan has one. No. I mean, they they got Nico Collins, they got Tariq Black, they got Donald. Who, like, they have talent at wide receiver. But they're going to be – it's going to be one of those situations where we're going to have no clue what they are because Michigan's playing Shea Patterson at quarterback. So (laughs) you'll have a lot of inconsistencies, and the production won't line up, and then you'll get production questions. And then market share Twitter is going to get involved, and it's just (laughs) going to be really ugly. Uh, Uh, Let's bump it over to the Big Ten West, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: How about the Wisconsin Badgers?
0: Yeah, that's got to be tyler biadas the uh the center there i think that he's a a first round caliber center uh extremely powerful he moves people against their will a firm anchor um I like everything about him I think that you know I want to make sure he's good from that offseason hip injury i kept him out of spring ball um, but um I think he checks every box he's not the longest guy and sometimes that that causes some issues, and sometimes his base will narrow. But, man, those are nitpicky concerns, and I think that he's going to be a, a long-term starting center in the NFL.
1: Did you give any consideration to Jonathan Taylor?
0: Um, I really like Jonathan Taylor. I, I think he's a really good football player. I think he'll be a starting running back. I just really like Tyler Biotis.
1: That's fair. How about the Iowa Hawkeyes?
0: Oh, that's got to be Epinesa, right?
1: Or Tristan Wirfs.
0: Uh No, I like – I think – Ooh.
1: Like, Worf's low-key could be the better prospect.
0: No, there's no question. Yeah, I mean, they, they both have really high ceilings. And, like, even Epinesa, like, hasn't played nearly as much as he should at this point in his career. So he's got some untapped potential. And then Werfs, like, in terms of physical gifts, he might be the most physically gifted player in this class. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a conversation to be had there. I guess I'm just a little bit more comfortable with Epinesa and, and like, maybe his four, if that makes sense. Sure. But yeah. I think they're both really high caliber prospects. Yeah.
1: All right. Penn State and E Lines.
0: Um, making sure I'm not overlooking anyone here, but I think it's going to no, be – Yeter. Yeeter. Yeeter. <laughs> no, he's going to be Ye- Yeeter Gross Matos. Um, I think he can be a first round talent. Um, I think he's got to play faster, man. You know, I think he's really calculated in the way that he moves. Um, but you know, I think every physical gift needed to be an exciting. Pass rusher is there. Want to see him get a little stronger, hold up against the run more consistently. But, uh, you know, all the traits are there for him to be a first-round caliber edge rusher. Just not, you got to put it all together this year.
1: Now, here's the good news, because I agree with everything you said with uh, Yeter. Uh, coming into 2018, uh, Sharif Miller, who ended up getting drafted by the Eagles in the fourth round of this year's NFL draft, uh, was the other defensive end at Penn State. And Joe, let me tell you, Sharif had nowhere near the physical tools, gifts and upside as your took Matos and was worse in every capacity and took a big jump in 2018, as far as being more instinctive and playing faster and, and being more uh, confident with keys and attacking the right spots to make some splash plays. So, even as of last year, like we saw a Penn state defensive end, like take a step forward and really helped his draft stop. Like come this time last year, I wouldn't have drafted Shreve Miller. Yeah. I thought he was super soft. Uh, He was, he thrived on first step quickness, but like, like you said, he had to see it. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing with like gross Matos. So he had what, like 20 tackles for loss last year and eight, eight sacks or something like that. But like, a lot of his tackles for loss production came on the edge against mm-hmm. like jet motion and sweeps. And it was like, they just didn't touch him because he's not supposed to physically be able to make those plays, but he is so <laughs> big, long and explosive that he covered the ground. And like, I think he had three, three of those tackle for losses against Maryland in that exact situation where they were schemed not to block him, Like, if he takes the step forward mentally, my goodness, like he might have the highest ceiling of any of these defensive ends, but he also has the lowest floor and the longest way to go to get there.
0: Low key, should we be caring about KJ Hamler, the wide receiver there? I know he's like five nine and one hundred and sixty five pounds, he's but he's fun as hell. Yeah, he's got some unreal speed, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and he's a redshirt sophomore. I, I,
1: I didn't realize he was a red shirt. I thought he was yeah. a true freshman last year. Yeah, that's so, like finding out that he's in the class. I said, oh, okay. Like that's going to be a nice little extra treat to watch Penn State.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they've got, Um, I, I did Robert Windsor. I, I'm not a big fan, but he'll, somebody will draft him.
1: All right. Last one in this exercise. And All then right. we can kind of go turbo round. What I wanted to do is kind of glean over some of the, the heavy hitters. All right. Uh, and then do the turbo round before we hit the 29 minute mark.
0: I'm anxious oh to know who God. this next team is going to be.
1: Yeah, I got options, right? Yeah, you do. I think the mo- the team that would give you the most choices would be Michigan State. Um, so I'm going to do Michigan State.
0: They have that defensive tackle, right? Um,
1: they got Raekwon Williams at defensive tackle. They got Kenny Willekes at defensive end. They have Joe Batchy at middle linebacker. They have David Dow at safety. I've got a I, lot of talent on defense. Yeah, I
0: think I go with Raquan Williams. Um, where do you play? Him? You play him at one tech? You think he's a one tech or a three tech? I, I mean, I do not
1: think he's a three tech. I yeah, don't think and he's, he's kind of dynamic enough he's, to play there.
0: Right. Uh, I th- he's stout, right? So, like,
1: yes. I'm just
0: not sure he's that explosive or dynamic, right? I, I mean, is he going to be like a Star Latulele type player who can make a lot of money, but you're just not ever celebrating a player like that? So I, think, I think
1: that's an ambitious projection for him.
0: Really? I, I mean, Star's not a very dynamic player either, but he kind of – Yeah, know, but keeps- well,
1: well, where was Star drafted?
0: In the first round, he shouldn't have been. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, uh, I think if you're talking Williams middle to end of day two in the draft, based on what I've seen to this point, I think that's a much more reasonable timeline to to draft a player like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he's never going to make be a big time playmaker.
1: I'd probably have to choose Kenny Willicus. I for need what to watch he more. Can of him. Be, for what he more. can be. Now, yeah. if you're expecting him to like stack up guys with his hands and, and set the edge, you're going to be disappointed because he yeah. doesn't do it very well. Uh, what he does do is they crash him down a lot, let him attack the mesh point, uh, kind of a, a crash slant uh, loop defender. And his quickness is really good, and he's scrappy, so he he can bump with you a little bit. But if you ask him like to go inside eye to outside eye, and, and keep outside contained, uh, it's not where he wins. He gets pushed off line of scrimmage a little bit. So like, I'm really interested with Willickis. Like, how much stronger did you get in the off season? How well do you carry any extra weight that you did put on your frame? Can you be more of a, an all-around player instead of just like a finesse? Because like even from a pass rush perspective, he doesn't give you a lot of speed to power. He's all quickness in short areas.
0: Yeah. I don't disagree, sir. So what now? What's what's the next surprise?
1: So there there is no next surprise. Oh. Now I just kind of like to work through the rosters, right? And like mention names that people should know.
0: I'll go crazy. Let's do it. Okay.
1: So Ohio, uh, I'll start with the Big Ten East. We'll go top to bottom, and then we'll go Big Ten West, top to bottom. And, again, we're just looking to – you have any thoughts on anybody in particular, throw them out there, but we're not looking to reinvent the wheel here.
0: Yeah. Huh? All
1: right. Ohio State Buckeyes.
0: We got to talk about Akuda, right? Like, Yes. <laughs> he's a. am seeing like some of the big names are comparing him to like Ramsey and Peterson you'd have to have some ball skills for me to get comfortable with that. You know, like
1: I'm not going to ask you to name names on the air, but (laughs) I'll be interested, interested to hear (laughs) who's supplying those because that's, that's very aggressive. Right. Right. He is super smooth. Right. And I love his patience in the contact window. Right. Like he can press you without ever touching you. If that makes sense, because his feet allow him to stay leveraged over top of you. And you're constantly working to shape shake him to release up the field. So I think that's a that's a high end trait that he can provide. But as far as Jalen Ramsey type ceiling, Marshawn Lattimore type ceiling, I haven't seen
0: that. That's like that's yet. like what you you just described Christian Fulton, who I watched over the weekend.
1: Yeah. Uh I think Akut is probably more athletic. More athletic. He's smoother, but Fulton's more physical, I yeah. think. in coverage. In coverage, yes. yeah, And Akuda does a nice job uh, kind of leveraging outside in and contain, too. Uh, but as far as other prominent draft prospects.
0: K.J. Hill, wide receiver.
1: Uh, Benjamin Victor, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Mack is senior. He's a little bit more of a slot guy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins really
0: surprised me, Joe.
1: It, it, we talked about
0: that pre-show, and I was surprised to hear that.
1: Yeah, he's – when you watch his full body of work and not just like when he was kind of banged up, right? Like Dobbins emerged as a freshman because uh, Mike Weber was hurt and Dobbins ended up rushing for like 1,400 yards or something. then like they split carries last year. And Mike Weber I think went over 1,000 yards in addition to whatever Dobbins got. But he's smooth for a big guy. I'd say that. So uh, I was very impressed with his gas pedal, how well he was able to accelerate. I was impressed with his balance and, and redirectional skills as a bigger dude, a uh, guy that's up over 220, I believe, uh, as far as height, weight. Um, he's got some stuff to work with. I want to see him healthy, and I want to see I want to see Ohio State give him a little bit more of the full load and see how he does. Uh, defensively, we mentioned Chase Young. Uh, Number 18, Edge, Jonathan Cooper is a name to watch. Robert Landers, the nose tackle, number 67. Uh, Linebacker, Malik Harrison, number 39, is a senior. Uh, Jordan Fuller is going to get a lot of love because he's going to run like 4-3, but it takes some of the worst pursuit angles I've ever (laughs) seen in my life.
0: I know. He's so sloppy, dude. Oh, my
1: goodness. So frustrating. It's like, dude, just come to Bounce and like (laughs) – Square a guy up for once in your life. Like, he's a great athlete. He's a phenomenal athlete and just cannot tackle for a lick. Um, And then Damon Arnett, number three, uh, is another corner for Ohio State. So plenty of options if you're looking for Ohio State uh, to watch. We'll do Penn State next. Let me – flip it over the Arletts here, make sure we don't forget anybody as we go.
0: Yeah. I mean, I we Men, talked to uh, Gross Matos and Windsor, I think might be their next best prospect. He's a defensive tackle, high energy guy. Um, I think he had a bit of a down year last year based on maybe his own expectations. I think he's a day three type defensive tackle rotational guy, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I think he's pretty limited. I don't know how much juice he has. Uh, I don't really love his play strength. I mean, he was actually suspended for that Citrus Bowl last year too, which is kind of weird. Uh I just feel like he's kind of he's kind of that prototypical spark plug off the bench, but I think don't think he's a very dynamic football player.
1: They do have some defensive players worth paying attention to. Uh Tony, number 18, Redshirt Junior, uh edge defender is not Matos, but I think he's. I think he's got enough goods to play at the next level. Uh, Will linebacker Cameron Brown, number six, senior, uh, rangy. Penn State's got a great pedigree for linebackers. Uh, John Reed, the the boundary corner, uh, redshirt senior. Uh, he was uh, first team All Big Ten in 2016, I think. And then he had some accolades in, in 2016. And then 2017, he had a knee injury and missed the entire year. And now he, he came back in 2018 and kind of started to come into his own. He's, he's a lighter dude. He's like 180, 185, but he tackles really well. So he's a candidate, I think, at the next level to potentially play some nickel. Uh, I think he's pretty sticky. I like him coming downhill and challenging and tackling. Uh, Tariq Castro-Fields. Uh, the other corner, the field corner, number five, is a true junior. And he's got some athletically, Yeah, he's an athletically gifted dude. So uh, the Penn State defense has NFL players on all three levels. It's just a question of do some of these guys leave early, like Castro Fields and shaka Uh How well does Gross Matos develop? But th- there's some names to watch for Penn State for sure.
0: Your Nittany Lions.
1: My... Nittany lines. I would be remiss to not mention offensive linemen Steven Gonzalez and Michael Monet as well.
0: A lot of guys, man. Yeah.
1: It's a shame they can't coach. Their the coach can't coach, though. <laughs> Can recruit them. They had the weirdest like exodus this offseason. Just a bunch of dudes, like transfer portal. They're like, I'm out. No thank you. Really? I didn't pick up on yep. that. Yeah, they had a bunch of decommits and they had a bunch of guys leave in the transport portal.
0: Are you still uh, making your alumni donations?
1: No, I'm not. <laughs> Penn State, you credential me to a game, I'll make my next alumni donation.
0: How's that? <laughs> I'm sure they, the letters to- don't stop coming in the emails.
1: <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, I get I get the emails every week, get the the mail flyers every three months. Um, been trying to get it credentialed for Penn State for six years. Yeah. As a working professional in the industry and can't get a cred. So it's you, let me, know, so you let me know, Penn State. You let me know. Michigan. I'll rip through the names and you let me know if there's anybody you want to talk about. All okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Tariq Black, wide receiver junior, uh, number seven. Wide receiver Nico Collins, another junior, number four. Donovan Peoples Jones, another junior wide receiver, number nine. John Runyon Jr., left tackle number 75. Ben Bredson, who we mentioned a little earlier, left guard. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, uh, uh, number 51, center. Michael uh, Unwenu, I'm sorry, right guard, number 50. Uh, Sean McKeon, tight end number 84. Quarterback Shea Pattern, bless him. Uh, Defensively, defensive tackle Michael Dumfour. Uh, Number 50. Carlo Kemp, number two, is a name that I I liked a little bit. He flashed at me a little bit, Joe. Uh, Joshua Uche, number six. I know Ben Solak likes him. Kaliki Hudson, number seven, linebacker. And
0: Levert Hill, uh, number 24, cornerback. That's everyone I have. I don't don't have any additions there. We actually talked pretty
1: extensively about Michigan State's options because they – didn't have any, like, legit standouts. I think the only other name that we didn't mention was Brian Lewerke, right?
0: We don't mention that name on this podcast, Kyle. No. He who is...
1: Uh, what's the Harry Potter phrase? Oh, you think I know it. All right. Can you set the table for Rutgers in Indiana and just say that there's nobody to watch oh, for let me
0: let ones? me break down Rutgers real quick. Next. Uh, let me... <laughs> indiana uh i don't peyton ramsey's not a thing is he i don't think so i don't think he's a quarterback let me see if i have anyone on indiana on my list here he who must not be named Uh, nick westbrook wide receiver for indiana no nothing there no i got nothing for you on him i'm sorry all right they're lean what can we say
1: so we'll flip over the big 10 west then yeah uh, Wisconsin Badgers spent my whole time looking up uh, what they call Lord Voldemort instead of the next death chart here. Uh, Wisconsin's weird, right? Like they have some talented wide receiver, mm-hmm. but they've never had a chance to showcase it.
0: They might this if this quarterback's the the real deal. This five star coming in, he. I mean, you can start seeing some of this. And uh, I talked with um, Owen recently about their their guys on offense and he mentioned a lot of receivers and i'm like well they don't really have any production and so hopefully the quarterback shift here uh will will lead to some of those guys getting some getting some well, run. yeah they
1: got they got three draft eligible guys that i know that i watched last year um when we were doing conference specific like everybody was responsible for a conference and the names popped to me like danny davis is a junior number six kendrick pryor is a redshirt junior number three and a.j taylor is a senior number four. Like, these guys can all play. They're all pretty crafty. They're all pretty smooth. They all have good hands. There's no, like, size mismatches amongst this group, but, like, they can beat man-to-man coverage. So whether it's Graham Mertz, the five-star freshman who's coming in, true freshman, or if Jack Cohn ends up beating him out, the junior quarterback, that's what we have to see from Wisconsin. Now, what I think is really interesting, Joe, about Wisconsin – as you mentioned, Tyler Beatis. As far as I'm concerned, there are four other guys who are draft-eligible talents on the offensive line, Cole Van Lannon, Jason Erdman, uh, Logan Bruss, and Tyler Beach. They just had three guys
0: drafted, Kyle.
1: <laughs> I know, but like Van <laughs> Lannan's a redshirt junior, Erdman's a redshirt senior, uh, Beatis is a redshirt junior. Uh, Bruss and Beach are both redshirt sophomores. So, like, I'm not going to discount and say Wisconsin doesn't have anyone else on their offensive line that's, you know, 2020 draft prospect, but we don't have any film on them other than Van Lannan, who I didn't think was very good. So, like, that's the big wild card for this team, in my opinion.
0: You like anything on defense here? Chris
1: Orr, linebacker number 54, is okay. I think he could can get some momentum. I mean, it's another one of those schools, right? Where it's like, there's always a Wisconsin linebacker, right? Just like Penn state. There's always going to be that too. That's just super smart. Um, but other than that, no, not really. There's not a lot. not a lot. Uh, Zach Bond, maybe outside of linebacker, number 56, red shirt senior. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to kind of showcase. How about uh, they have a corner true sophomore named Richard wild goose.
0: Oh God, you gotta hope he's the first rounder. Wild Goose is his last name. Is it how is this is it one word? Is there a hyphen? How does it look? It's all one word, wild goose,
1: exactly how it sounds. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah, no, that's that's elite. <laughs> um the rest of the Big Ten West should go fairly quickly. Minnesota has
0: uh
1: Tyler Johnson at wide receiver.
0: Mm-hmm. And the biggest and offensive have, line there's
1: ever been assembled, right? Correct. <laughs> um, they have Carter Coughlin, uh, Coughlin at defensive end number 45. He's kind of like the poor man's Kenny Willikus, if you will. Hmm. Um, he was, I think Cough, Coughlin was one of the leaders in the Big Ten in sacks last year. But another like cut from the same cloth as far as he's lean. He doesn't do well with point attack. He's super quick. Very quick laterally can kind of undercut you. I think he's going to be like th- – right on the fringe with his thresholds for measurements to play edge. Um, and then they also have Antoine. You're right for this Antoine Winfield, Jr. Yeah, I need it. He's a red shirt. Sophomore. Yeah. And he like, looked good. Yeah. We got hurt. He made a play to, to win a game for them in the end zone yep. at the end. Didn't he? Yep. Yep. Um, so they have a, just a handful of names, Iowa Hawkeyes, uh, Bookends, offensive tackles. They have Alaric Jackson, a redshirt junior, and Tristan Wirfs, a true junior. Uh, I'm assuming we're probably going to have to pay attention to one of these tight ends, right? Oh, but Yeah, that's just what we do. do <laughs> <Yeah>. George Kittle, <laughs> Noah Fant, and TJ Hawkinson in the last like three years. Crazy. It's crazy. Uh, some people are trying already to make Stanley Morgan a thing. Let's not do that. Nate Stanley. please. Nate Stanley. Oh, I say Stanley Morgan? Yeah. I got Nebraska's on deck for me. So. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback number four, Nate Stanley, is not a draft prospect. Let's, I mean, dude, we do this every year. Like last year was Clayton Thorson. There's a Big Ten quarterback. He plays under center in the Big Ten, <laughs> pro style player. Like he might be a thing. No, he's not a thing. I promise he's not a thing. Let's not make him a thing.
0: Agreed, Def- sir
1: defensively, they have a lot of experience, but I have to be honest with you, the only name
0: that I'm really dialed in on is A.J. Epinesa. Same. But, the, I mean, Iowa could have two first-round picks. Iowa could have two top 12 picks. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, if they both declare, they're <laughs> those are guys that get picked in the first round. The Huskers. J.D. Spielman,
1: number 10, undersized, slot receiver, redshirt junior. He's fun as hell. Uh, he's the uh, adoptive son of Rick Spielman, Vikings GM. Oh. So, you know, if he comes out, the Vikings are going to
0: pick him. think so. Like you, you, yeah. Does that happen though? Like, I mean, who's that Vanderbilt quarterback? Uh, Schumer, he didn't go to the giants. Did he? He didn't get drafted, but I think, Dang. didn't he go to the, didn't he go
1: on a UDFA deal?
0: I don't know. I feel like I just watched him play in a preseason game. somewhere. he's on the Chiefs. Listen,
1: nepotism is like what makes the world go round in the NFL. I don't
0: know, but we'll see. All right. That's interesting.
1: Now for what it's worth, I think he's like, he's not just like a pity draft pick. I don't want to make it sound like he is. He is very dynamic. He he does well in the return game. Uh, He's very smooth. He actually gets vertical on guys pretty well, despite not being big or tall. He's just, uh, his size is going to be a limitation for him. The other main event player uh, we have to wait another year for, and that's Adrian Martinez, the quarterback's true sophomore. Uh, defensively, Nebraska's actually got some players. They have a big corner, number 21, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Their other corner, number 23, yeah, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you heard me right. Redshirt junior, DiCaprio Boodle, one of the best names in college football. And they actually also have another one of my like under the radar guys in the Big Ten is number seven linebacker Muhammad Barry, redshirt senior.
0: I remember him flashing dude. last year when I watched the Nebraska yes, games. Dude,
1: he's got some range. He's fun. Um, Illinois, we already mentioned Reg- Reggie Corbin, right? Yeah, running back. That's about it, right? Okay, so we're left with Northwestern and Purdue. That's good.
0: Purdue's got some dudes.
1: Purdue's got some. Uh, They've got a really good football player in um Bryson Hopkins, tight end. Have you checked him out yet?
0: Yeah, he's tight end one. Bless you. Wise beyond your years. Well, I mean, it I, let's I don't I don't love a lot of the tight ends I've watched this year, so but you you don't have to be a rocket scientist to watch Bryson right, Hopkins. Right, say, right,
1: right, Like, oh okay, this dude can ball. He averaged like 17 and a half yards of catch last yeah. year. And the other tight end that they had was putting up numbers too. I think I don't think he's on the roster anymore, but it was just like weird. Like Purdue, it turned into like Iowa for a second there. <laughs> list so like a bunch of productive tight ends. Uh, main event player on offense for them is also Rondale Moore, true sophomore wide receiver. So we're going to have to wait another year on him. Uh, Marcus Bailey is the other one for them who's kind of like a – they they list him at Sam. He's kind of a hybrid. Can play on the line of scrimmage, can play in coverage a little bit. Um I'll be really he's actually got some like day 2 potential as far as I'm concerned, but he's got to get much more consistent. Cuz he can do a little bit of everything, but I don't know if he does anything like exceptionally well, if that makes sense.
0: Yep. Yeah. I agree, and then they have Lorenzo Neal, the defensive tackle. Yes. You a um, fan? I liked him
1: a little bit coming out last year, uh, or coming into last year. Uh, kind of had a stagnant year, so I don't know where his development is. He's got a little extra weight on him. Uh, if he can clean that up and carry himself well and, and be a little bit more mobile, I think he's got a
0: chance. And that's, that's all I had for Purdue. I don't know if you had anyone else.
1: No, that's it. Now it's just Northwestern. Patty Fisher. Patty Fisher, now a redshirt junior Mm -hmm. linebacker, uh, was much better in 2017 as a freshman than he was 2018 as a junior. Looked a step slower. Uh, The only other name that I have on this roster is Joe Gaziano. I have him as well. Number 97, he's kind of a base end, B-gap type player, three, four fronts will love him, like the Dean Lowry role right? Like that's, that'll <laughs> right, be right. what Joe Gaziano ends up being at the next level. So you got some names to watch there, Joe, let's do picks. Who is winning the big 10
0: Ohio state?
1: I, I was ready to close to be honest no, with we're
0: you. We're going to do it. Cause we got to do we gotta do, uh takes on takes and then move on with our lives.
1: Well, we got to do Notre Dame tomorrow too. So let's make picks here.
0: Okay. Uh, it's going to be Ohio state versus, and? I don't know. A team from the West, either Iowa or Wisconsin. Well, really ringing endorsement here, huh? I'll go with Wisconsin. Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State wins. You said Wisconsin?
1: Yeah. That game is in Wisconsin in November. Iowa versus Wisconsin.
0: For the West.
1: So give me Wisconsin as well. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Ohio State wins the Big Ten. They'll lose to Nebraska or some game that they shouldn't. It'll probably cost them a college football playoff.
0: Uh, real quick, my Big 12 champion is Oklahoma. Texas. Yeah. So we have, I think we both had Clemson. We both had Alabama. I have Oklahoma. You have Texas. We both have Ohio State and we both have Oregon. Yeah. It's not that easy, is it? <laughs> It could be. It feels, I mean, like conventional wisdom says that's probably it, uh, but it'll be fun to look back on this and see if it. Yeah,
1: there'll be one conference where somebody like Utah beat Oregon or some. Right,
0: that, like and that. that's pos- Like that's 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 it. That'll be the one, right? I don't think Utah's ever won the Pac-12. I think they played in their first ever Pac-12 championship game last year.
1: Well, they got a lot of guys back, like Tyler yeah. uh, Hunt- Huntley, a quarterback, Zach Moss. Uh, defensive front sevens got a lot of players. You know, we talked about their defensive talent. uh, Yes. Or on Friday when we did the 12. So they got a chance for sure. And you got a chance to hear us read through your takes tomorrow on takes on takes. So come back, hit subscribe, see us tomorrow. If you're not familiar, you send us hot takes at the Joe Marino or at grinding the tape with the hashtag takes on takes. And we read them on the air on Tuesdays and give you our reactions to the hot takes it's always a good time we highly recommend you guys come on and check it out Kyle Krabs with Joe Mario thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube